The sermon for this evening is uh, based on Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 to 3. Uh, the sermon is entitled, Joyfully Lutheran, the Lord's Prayer, the First Petition. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I have a very serious question for you this night. And the question is, what is your name? What is your name? And I know what you're thinking. Pastor knows my name. He knows who I am. Why is he asking such an obvious question? Yes, I know your name, each and every one of you. But what is your name? That's such a profound question I am posing to you. But I'll tell you this, your name is found in these very words. Fear not, for I've redeemed you. I've called you by name, and you, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. Here we find our name. I don't know how many times I've used this Bible verse and many times I went to the hospital to visit people. The reason why I use this verse or these sets of verses in Isaiah is to remind people the name in which they live under. Even in times of suffering and struggle, physically and spiritually, we always go back to the word that reminds us of who we are under the name of our Lord. Because there we find the grace of God. The Lord is with us, guiding us and, and protecting us, sustaining us by this very word as we live in this faith under his name. The Israelites quickly forgot this reality. We talk about passing through waters, and there they did. The Passover lamb to the parting of the Red Sea. Because of God's name, as he promised them, they went through, not only through the Red Sea, but also the River Jordan, all the way to the promised land to which God had promised them. Fire. Hmm. What are we supposed to do with that? Now, when we think of a story about fire in the Bible, how it doesn't overwhelm or consume us, we think of the, the trifecta of sorts, that this is a horse racing message, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Even in the threats of King Nebuchadnezzar about worshiping the Lord, the one true God, even the threat of being thrown in the furnace, not just any furnace, but even he turned it up a notch there, seven times as much, just to make sure it was hot enough. And the king said to them, Who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? And they answered, If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning and fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand. The name, God, the promise, and there he did. The fire did not consume them all because of the one true God, his name, his promise, his deliverance, and ultimately his protection. All because of the name. Now tonight we dwell upon the first petition of the Lord's Prayer, Hallowed be thy name. 
Every time we pray the Lord's Prayer, I want you to remember this is where we find who we are in this first petition. God's name is certainly holy in itself, but we pray in this petition that it may be kept holy among us. How, God, how is God's name kept holy? God's name is kept holy when the word of God is taught in its truth and purity, and we as children of God also lead holy lives according to it. Help us to do this, dear Father in heaven. But anyone who teaches or lives contrary to God's word profanes the name of God among us. Protect us from this heavenly Father. The name. Our name is given to us in the gift of holy baptism. That is our name. Connected to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. There we find ourselves in those words of Isaiah, Fear not, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. And that is where we find the water and the word, where the Lord calls us by name. And indeed, by his word, by his promise, we are his as living children of God eternally, hearing the purity of God's word and his truth and leading holy lives according to it. And thus, when we pray, hallowed be thy name, what we are really praying is that God may guide us in faith to help us, to lead us, to live in faith under his name, not over his name or ahead of his name, but under his name, this posture of faith, under his word, under his promise, under his commands as we live in his word. Because this word in the ever-changing society and culture that we live in can be tossed to and fro. A word that is, rather than shaped by Scripture, is shaped by our human flesh. But the word that is Scripture is the way, the truth, and the life. And thus daily we pray that God may lead us by this very word. Harrison writes in his book, Joyfully Lutheran, pertaining to the first petition of the Lord's Prayer, the small catechism exists for this very purpose. Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, Matthew 4.4. It is not only possible to know the truth of what God teaches in the Bible, but God requires that we believe it, hold to it, and see that it is taught rightly. For what we teach is in the name. Of God. But we know we live in a world out there that are many false teachers, false words, false laws, false gospels. Just turn on the news, denominations, churches going by way of the culture rather than the scripture, the word of truth. Because it's easy for the itching ear to fall short. Think even with ourselves that daily it is a battle, isn't it? with the word in the world or the word in the flesh and the word in our sin, how quickly we too fall short. That's why in this petition we say, help us, dear Heavenly Father, help us. Because we know what we're up against. Help us by your spirit. Lead us and give us faith to follow your word because we very well know how quickly we don't. That rather than following your name, O oh Lord, what do we do? We'd rather follow our own name. 
that independent name that says, I do not need God. I can do this myself. I think Harrison always reminds me, and he writes it so perfectly here. And thus we become sluggish at reading the Bible or captivated by the worldly wisdom, and sadly, not only in thought and word, but in sinful action. For all of us, this is an all too familiar scenario. In our sin, that we too would rather live in our flesh, our own opinion, perspective, and wisdom. You might be telling yourself at times, I don't like that part of scripture. Let's just kind of put that aside. Let's ignore it. The world might be saying, well, you know, the word might be important to you, but look what you can have in this world where there's no boundaries. You can live as you please. Why don't you come over here and follow us? And it keeps on going, living a lie, living not in the word, living not in truth and purity, living under a different alias that is of this flesh, of this sin, following fortune tellers and astrological signs and philosophies, swearing and cursing, deception, all these laid out for us perfectly in the second commandment, do not misuse the name of the Lord your God. We need help from our Lord, His strength, His spirit, because the devil is nonstop. The devil tries to degrade the word of God. Satan is always trying to downgrade the name of our Lord as if there is another name by which we are saved. But we know in ourselves indeed, by our sinful thoughts, actions, words, and deeds, we muddy his name in our conduct. And thus we pray daily as true children ask their dear father that his name be hallowed in our lives. For it is by his name we are holy. It is by his name that we are sanctified and are reconciled to God. It is his name that rescues us from death, the power of the devil, sin and every evil, washing the iniquity and the transgressions away all by the forgiveness of sins. Because this name is Christ. We live in Christ. That our names are in Christ Jesus. That whoever has been baptized into Christ has put on Christ. The name that makes you holy this is who you are. Shedding his body and blood on the cross for you. This is who you are. Your Messiah, your Redeemer, who gives you the name. As he lives faithfully only to die for the sins of the world. Not only for the world, but for you. Each and every one of you and your sins. The name that covers you that is holy, perfect, without sin. The one who lived his life perfectly only to rest his perfection upon you. The sacrifice, bearing your sin, being your savior. Giving you the name, the one true name by which you are saved. Jesus, 
the mighty refuge that withstands the deluge, the fire, the flood, because it is the name, I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, that saves you. And thus in the midst of all that we go through, knowing full well how we fall short with our minds, with our lips, with our actions, we go to the Lord and confess our sins and say to Lord, hallowed be thy name. Let your name lead us in our lives as we are grafted into that name by your very grace, O merciful Lord. And there we go in his name, forgiven of our sins. We're there again in holy baptism. Daily we live blessed in the water and the word that our identity, our name is in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Connected we are, holy we are. Not by what you have done, but by what God has done for you. His grace outpoured unto you the lavishness of his promises where there you find your name. Because trust me, friends, so many times we go through an identity crisis in our sinful nature. We get confused. We go off on all the trails and, and think that our name can actually bring something to the table or that our name will give us the fulfillment that we so desire. But there we go back to the Lord's Prayer. And there we flee back to the name that gives us the fulfillment and the promise of forgiveness, life, and salvation. Because there we say, hallowed be thy name. Your name is above all names. The name that covers me and you. So my question is, what is your name? No, I mean, really. What is your name? What is that? The next time you pray this prayer, especially this first petition, I want you to remember these words about what your name is all about. Because your name is holy. You are without spot or blemish. Your name is purified, cleansed, white as snow through the gift of God. You are righteous. Jesus Christ has finished everything for you, and yes, your name is in Christ. You are a child of God, redeemed, paid for, holy, righteous, innocent, blessed. All in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Midweek Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.